Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, our protectors, Ray and Peter Lance, brought to you by USA Wealth Grooving. Great to have you here and great to see you. Good Sunday morning, Phil, and good Sunday morning, Peter, and ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Peter. Happy birthday to all Marines who are there uh, listening. On November 10th, which is Saturday, is the 238th anniversary of the formation of the Marine Corps. And one of the traditions that Marines do is around this time of year, we see another Marine, talk to another Marine, we say, happy birthday, Marine. What a great tradition. It's a terrific tradition. We'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes, won't we, Pete? Yep, we will. We uh, had our birthday celebration, birthday party the other night, uh, on Thursday night, and it was a great time. There were a couple of times... Uh, where there was uh, a speech going on or a video of, of Marines past and present where I was getting the chills just watching it and thinking about boot camp again and everything else. So there's, there's nothing like uh, the Marine Corps. Maybe we should send you back to boot camp. <laughs> I, I'm sure I need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's begin. We have a, a topic this morning called potpourri. Mm-hmm. I think that must be a French expression, isn't it? Yes, it is. Probably. It's certainly not a Greek expression. No. It's a little of this, a little of that. We have a variety of things we're going to talk about. Last week we talked about Veterans Day, and we're going to talk a little bit further about that today because this is being broadcast on Sunday morning right. at 8 o'clock, and everybody hopefully is listening. Um, and we want to remind you once again about some of the events that will be taking place tomorrow, Monday, November 11th, Veterans Day. And uh, before we begin, Phil... Mm-hmm. And Peter, I'd like to read to you from one of my favorite authors, um, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. And Mr. Franklin said something that was, I think, uh, fairly interesting. He said, a man wrapped up in himself makes a very small bundle. (laughs) He also said, wise men don't need advice. Fools won't take it. He had many uh, pithy expressions. Oh, those right, are Peter? great. But most importantly, we want to talk about the famous Greek philosophers. And oh. this one, I think, is going to stump you this morning, Phil. All right. Riches do not exhilarate us so much with their possession as they torment us with their loss. One more time. Riches do not exhilarate us so much with their possession as they torment us with their loss. I'm going to have to guess Socrates on that one. Actually, his name begins with an E. Epicurus wrote that. Do you know what's named after him? No. The Epicurean Delights. He was, uh, yeah, he was uh, the godfather of gourmet. But he was not a hermaphrodite. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Okay. We won't stump the stars this morning. I also want to read something that I I saw on a uh, sweatshirt. I had a, a client come into the office very recently I told her to make sure that she's listening to the show because she had something that was so interesting on her sweatshirt that I actually took a picture of it, and then I had my secretary type it. And it's called Advice from a Moose. I had a picture of her moose on her shirt. Think big, spend time in the woods, eat plenty of greens, hold your head up high, keep your nose clean, 
It's okay to be a little wild. <laughs> I advice, love it. Advice from a moose. And I saw one, and I thought of you and Peter, and here it is. Oh, good. Chivalry isn't dead. It just followed wherever being ladylike went. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could do a lot in this country, I suspect, with uh, teaching manners in school. There ought to be a manners class, actually. Right. And some of the most important words in the English language Ooh. are please and thank you. Absolutely. And you can get very far in life by just using those little words, can't you? Yeah, they form attitude. Yes. Yep. Very important. Good. Well, we won't preach anymore today, but Peter, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the uh, Marine Corps birthday party that you and I both just went to. And uh, who sponsored that this year? Uh, this year uh, was the second year that the Greater New Bedford Marine Corps League uh, sponsored and planned the birthday party. And it, again, it was just a great night. About the same amount of uh, Marines show up every year. Uh, although this year, the youngest Marine, usually we have somebody in their early 20s because there's a part about halfway through where the oldest Marine in the room and the youngest Marine in the room cut the cake. The birthday cake. And uh, the youngest Marine in the room this year was... 34 years old, so we've got to get some younger Marines in there for next year. And that was a, a female Marine, right? It was a female Marine who a major. Uh, is a major, I believe, mm -hmm. currently. Currently active in the Marine Corps as a major. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Which is a, a very nice rank to have. And the oldest? Uh, the oldest was 89, uh, is 89. He's uh, one of our Great New Bedford Marine Corps League members. His name is uh, Matt uh, Goulet, and he is... Um, an Iwo Jima Marine. He served wow. in three different yeah. Uh, yeah. tours in World War Two, uh, including uh, Iwo Jima. Mm -hmm. Three different landings, three different island campaigns. And uh, my father did also. My father made Amazing. at least three different amphibious landings. He never talked about it. He wouldn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But after he passed away, I retrieved his military history, his records from uh, Headquarters Marine Corps. And right. That's when I found out where exactly he had served. So we had a good time. We always have a good time. And one thing I'd like to say about um, the military in general, not just the Marines in particular, but one of the things that impresses me so much um, when I go to these events is the respect that's shown. And it's also a commodity that's often missing in our country today, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. We had a, a singer who um, sang several patriotic songs. And um, when she sang, everybody was very respectful and listened. When she sang the Marine Corps hymn and let everybody singing that song, everybody immediately stood up at attention. When the evening began and it was time to announce that there were speakers, um, the uh, local commandant uh, called everybody to attention and instantly everybody snaps to attention and they're quiet. The room is quiet and you can hear, hear yourself. Um, and the other thing that I found um, fairly moving and impressive was um, at one point people were sitting back down again at various tables. Some were standing, most were sitting. And then the same singer started to sing the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem. And when she did, without anybody being asked to come to attention, everybody instantly stood on their feet, removed their hats, their covers, and stood at attention. So mm -hmm. it's just nice to see that respect. And the last thing that I want to mention about it the evening, Pete, is 
It's uh, traditional also at 7 o'clock. The message from the current commandant of the Marine Corps is played. It used to be a written message that we would read, but more recently it's been on videotape. And it's filmed in Washington, D.C. in front of the Iwo Jima Memorial, and the commandant is there with his fancy dress uniform and all of his ribbons. And next to him is a gentleman who looks like he could have stepped out of a movie, (laughs) who's the uh, ranking sergeant major in the Marine Corps. And I I tried to count the chevrons going down his lower arm. There were probably about eight of them. I did, too. I think that there were eight or nine. Which means he's been in, you get one for each four years. So he's been in this military in the Marine Corps for at least 32 years. Mm -hmm. You never saw a more squared away guy (laughs) standing next to the commandant who's a squared away guy. Mm -hmm. The commandant is a four-star, you know, true general. And, uh, you know, he's there and he's got a a good presence, but he's sort of uh, a little bit calm and, and collected and then you get the the uh, sergeant major of the marine corps there's only one and he Fire is just this <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in his way <laughs> just it just brought you back to boot camp <laughs> but the interesting thing is when they played this um they began by speaking and talking about the history of the marine corps and um what it meant and some of the battles that Marines have fought in. Mm-hmm. Then they would be interspersed with video clips while they were talking, showing different scenes from different conflicts, sure. different wars, including Afghanistan. And periodically there would be a little interview inserted in the message mm-hmm. from somebody who had served. Uh, there were some people who spoke who were disfigured from battle wounds, young men uh, recently. And it was... A very moving piece, but what most impressed me wasn't the video screen, but just looking around the room, nobody was talking. Everybody was on their feet watching this video, and it lasted for probably a good 12 to 15 minutes. Everybody was riveted to the screen watching it. It was it was impressive to watch, just the res- again, the respect. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll have some respect on Veterans Day. Um, Before we go any further, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening on Veterans Day. Um, We just talked recently with Neil White from the station, Mm -hmm. and on Veterans Day, he's going to be at the Military Museum down at Fort Rodman, and they'll be open all day. That's tomorrow morning. Yep. Broadcasting live. Oh, he's going to broadcast that from there? I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's a wonderful opportunity for somebody who might not have been to the Military Museum before. What better day to go visit than on Veterans Day? Yeah, Pete and Neil will be broadcasting live, and it's terrific. It's uh, a tradition now. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And then, uh, Peter, you're going to be marching in the New Bedford Parade. Why don't you say a few words about that? Yeah, the uh, New Bedford Parade is going to be kicking off from Buttonwood Park at, uh, I believe, 11 o'clock. And yes, it is 11 o'clock. We mentioned this uh, last week, but if anybody is interested, Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, doesn't matter, uh, any branch of the military that you served in, if you have any interest, uh, it's a, a, you still have 24 hours, basically, to... Uh, get in touch with um, myself or with uh, the Commandant of the Marine Corps League, uh, Rick Seguin, and you're more than welcome, and we would really enjoy and appreciate you coming and and marching in the parade. And if you are not able to march, then we'll provide a ride for you as well. Uh, You don't need to do anything. You don't need to uh, be a a member of any of the veterans' organizations for your your particular branch. Just show up and and, uh, march with us. 
And if they can't reach you or don't have time or don't know how to reach you, they could also just show up at 10.30 at Buttonwood Park and join one of the groups in yep. marching it. Yep, we're showing up uh, between 10 and 10.30, stepping off at 11, and uh, yeah, just show up. Uh, you, you don't have to wear anything, but if you have, you know, if you were in the Army and you want to wear an Army T-shirt or an Army hat, uh, by all means do that, And uh, but you don't have to wear anything in particular, just show up. So it's, it's a day to show your own pride, and it's also a day to respect and show pride for all the veterans who have served. Indeed. Yeah, and then after that, uh, the uh, some of the members of the Marine Corps League are going over to uh, Brandon Woods Nursing Home to uh, show our respect and our thanks to some of the veterans over there. We did that for the first time last year. It was outstanding. It really was. Uh, there were no, there were no uh, Marine Corps veterans. It was all uh, Army and Navy, I believe. There were about eight or ten of them last year. And I think every single one was in a wheelchair. And I remember this so clearly. I, I had a, an Army veteran at Brandon Woods Nursing Home who each individual member of the Marine Corps League who showed up had an opportunity to go over to each veteran who was there and give them a salute and give them a uh, American flag pin that we pinned onto their collar. And boy, that means a lot. Yes. And um, the, the Army guy that I... Uh, had, had the good luck to, to go and give my salute to and, and put the pin on, he refused to sit down. He did everything to stand up, and it took a lot of power for him to stand up, but he stood up in front of me uh, when I gave him the salute and put the pin on, and, and it was really powerful. It was a great thing Absolutely. and a great thing to be a part of. Mm. That's a nice story. The New Bedford Parade, as Peter said, will begin at 11 a.m. It will go down Union Street. Uh, I believe it's going down Union Street. It's ending at the library. Yeah, and it goes east on Pleasant Street, I believe, mm-hmm. and it ends up at the library where we'll, there will be ceremonies and some speakers. Yep. Uh, it's not confirmed yet. Uh, it really depends on how he's feeling, but the Iwo Jima uh, Marine that I was just speaking of about five minutes ago uh, is expected that he's going to give a speech tomorrow, uh, just very briefly about uh, his experience in Iwo Jima. There's also going to be a parade in Fairhaven, yes. the Fairhaven Veterans Day Parade, Monday, November 11, mm-hmm. um, Main Street from Oxford School and then south to Fairhaven High School. So, again, that's going down Main Street from Oxford School south. That begins at 10 a.m. Right. So if you're really interested and ambitious, you could actually watch the parade in Fairhaven, and then go back over to New Bedford and watch the parade there. We talked about this on Friday with uh, Jim uh, Liu, who is a highly decorated Korean War vet, and uh, Jerry Payette. Mm -hmm. And this uh, annual parade in Fairhaven will honor all veterans. They will have a brief ceremony and a cannon firing at Fairhaven High School afterwards. Uh, Any veteran is welcome to line up at uh, Livesey Park at 9 a.m., and the parade begins at 10 a.m. So please show up. There are uh, wonderful events. Whether it's to support those who are marching uh, or if you are a veteran. And really, it's it's a shame. Uh, we've heard about it throughout all the veterans organizations, not just our Marine Corps League, although we do have quite a few young members. Uh, the young veterans are just not you know, taking part in as much as they used to, uh, different veterans organizations and different veterans events. So please show up. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. So take a little time in, in uh, taking one of these wonderful parades. Bring your own flag if you want to. Remember that you don't have to take off your hats 
or salute when the little bitty flags go by, but when the main flags are going by, for example, if the police are marching or the fire department are marching, they typically will have a line of three or four people in front. One will be carrying the American flag, one will be carrying the uh, state of Massachusetts flag, one might be carrying a department flag. When those major flags go by, absolutely stand at attention, put your hand over your heart, take off your caps, Mm -hmm. or give a salute of some kind. Yes. And uh, just a quick side note, uh, our Marine Corps League that was officially charted just over a year ago, it was last October 2012, uh, we now have over 50 members. We had about 48 or 49, I believe, and at the party the other night, we had another few sign up, so we're definitely over 50 now, which is exciting. It's just within the first year to have that many members is great. If you're interested, please let me know. Uh, It's only $30 a year for your national and your local dues. And that includes a Semper Fi magazine that comes, uh, I think it's Mm -hmm. bi-monthly. So let me know if you're interested and we'll be uh, happy to give you some more information about that. What's the best way to contact you? Uh, Call my office Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll be happy to send you some information or talk to you over the phone. Uh, The office number is 508-998-8858. We have some members who show up to every meeting. We have some members who show up to just a couple of meetings a year. Uh, You are more than welcome to do whichever uh, suits you and whatever time you have. We'd love to have you as a member. You know, uh, one of the things I enjoy doing, Phil, is um, bicycling. And as often as I can, I bicycle down by Cove Road and then down Rodney French Boulevard and so forth. At the very end, at the very bottom of Rockdale Avenue, Pete, there's a Marine Corps memorial down there. Do the Marines ever do anything for that? Do you know? No, there's actually more um, veterans uh, memorials around than people think. And we have just started to talk about, I believe two or three months ago, we started to talk about uh, getting a list of the different memorials around the city and around, um, well, especially around Bedford. But uh, also in, in Fall River and, and in the towns in between. And one of the things that the Marine Corps League has done, unfortunately the two times that they've done it, I haven't been available, is to clean off all the veterans' graves uh, and the markers that show that they are veterans. That's a great thing to do. Uh, yes. And some of them were literally six, eight inches deep buried underneath the sod mm-hmm. at, the, at the different cemeteries. So, uh, no, it, the, the Marine Corps League is still very young. It's in its, in its infancy, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's already done so much, and we will continue to keep up with those yeah. memorials and monuments. Yeah, congratulations. That's, that's exciting. One of the things I do when I bicycle, I bicycle down to Fort Rodman and then back. I have about an eight-mile route that I do. Very nice. And what I do is on my way back at the um, – Right outside the fort at Fort Rodman, there's a veterans memorial, as you know, with a, a number of flags. Mm-hmm. Um, I always stop my bicycle on the way back, and I give a hand salute. And then when I reach the bottom of Rockdale Avenue as well, there's a Marine Corps memorial for Corporal Tiago Reese. He was killed in Vietnam. And I always stop there, and I always give him a salute. And I do it for them, and I do it for me. I don't do it for anybody else. But wow, this is awesome. I don't ever fail to do that. How respectful. So, wow. That's mm-hmm. just important stuff to do. Yeah, and you know, not enough people really appreciate and respect the veterans. I think it's getting better. But, oh, it is. But uh, it's, it's an important thing to do for sure. Um, I just realized, I don't know why I didn't think of it, but if you 
do have any more uh, questions or do have questions and want to talk to somebody in the Marine Corps League, the Marine Corps League is going to be at Walmart in Wareham today uh, doing a fundraiser where the money, the proceeds go to um, different charities, but uh, some of them are Toys for Tots and the Wounded Warrior Project. Mm-hmm. Good. Good stuff. You really, really, really good stuff. Pete, tell us about the history of Veterans Day. Why do we have Veterans Day as a holiday? Do we want to talk about that maybe like right after the break? And let's let's do that right after the break because it's something that I'd like to ask you to read if you wouldn't mind. Um, why don't we tell people for a moment what we do, Peter, because we haven't had a chance to do that yet. For those of you who have not heard me give this little speech before, my father and I, uh, this radio show is uh, sponsored by USA Wealth Group. And what we do is assist you in any and all of your financial needs and goals. Uh, no matter how small, no matter how big, we're here to help and we are genuinely happy to help. So give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you on the phone or in person. And you can reach us at 508-998-8858. And our mission is really very simple, isn't it? It's we want to protect your assets and we want to protect your family. It's mm-hmm. very succinct and very simple message. So we're going to take a short break, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we won't talk a lot more about Veterans Day because we do have some other topics we'd like to discuss of a financial nature uh, that might be of use to you. So please stay tuned, and we will be right back. Welcome back to USA Wealth Group's The Money Wise Radio Show with the money guys, your protectors, Ray and Peter Lance. What a great first half as we saluted our veterans for it. Not only tomorrow, but every single day of the year. Yes, it should be every single day of the year. So, Peter, let's talk just quickly, just to wrap up the topic of Veterans Day. Tell us a little bit about the history of Veterans Day. Why do we have a Veterans Day that we celebrate? Uh, Well, Veterans Day was initially called Armistice Day, and uh, Armistice Day came about at the end of World War I. There was a a ceasefire. There was a a, a temporary uh, stopping of fighting between the Allied nations and Germany, and that armistice, uh, that temporary stop of uh, hostilities and fighting went on, uh, went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And so November 11th, 1918, uh, is generally thought of as the end of the war to end all wars. That was going to be the war to end all wars. Yes. Of course, Until that, World War II. that didn't happen, of course. <laughs> no. So uh, for a long time, it was called Armistice Day on the 11th uh, day of the 11th month every year. And that actually went into uh, effect on uh, November uh, Sometime in 1938, I don't have the exact dates. I'm, a lot of this is off the top of my head, but I'm also reading some of it. Uh, it was approved on May 13, 1938. Uh, that was the as a national holiday. Yep, as a national holiday, as Armistice Day, mm-hmm. uh, and it was primarily a day to set aside to honor veterans of World War One. But in 1954, after World War Two uh, had required the greatest mobilization of soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen in the nation's history. Uh, they took the word armistice out and put in the word Veterans Day. So it was not just to celebrate uh, veterans of World War One anymore. It was for all veterans in our nation's history. 
And um, my grandfather, your great-grandfather, Peter, uh, actually fought in World War One in France in the trenches. My goodness. He was in the wow. Marines also. Mm-hmm. So uh, you wanted me to read this. Um, so anyways, Armistice Day became Veterans Day in 1954, but it began... Um, really in 1918 and it began with a bunch of individual states didn't it various states decided to recognize that day but it wasn't uniform across the country and then more and more states came on board with the idea and then finally congress picked it up um and they made it a national day of celebration and recognition yep uh, that was in uh, 1926 uh the united states Congress officially recognized the end of World War I when it passed a concurrent resolution on June 4, 1926, with these words. Whereas the 11th of November, 1918, marked the cessation of the most destructive and far-reaching war in human annals and the resumption by the people of the United States of peaceful relations with other nations, which we hope may never again be severed, and whereas... It is fitting with the recurring anniversary of this date should be commemorated with thanksgiving and prayer and exercises designed to perpetuate peace throughout goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. And whereas the legislatures of 27 of our states have already declared November 11th to be a legal holiday, therefore be it resolved by the Senate that the President of the United States is requested to issue a proclamation calling upon the officials to display the flag of the United States on all government buildings on November 11th and inviting the people of the United States to observe the day in schools and churches or other suitable places with appropriate ceremonies of friendly relations with all other peoples. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate your reading that. Sometimes we forget why Veterans Day was first created. So we'll give you one little reminder at the end to come out for the parades tomorrow. But in the meantime, we want to talk about a few financial topics as well for our faithful listeners who like to know a little bit more about personal finances and how to protect their families and so forth. So there was an article recently in a magazine, one of the magazines that I subscribe to, um, Bloomberg Businessweek, and the front cover says, Death, Inc., it's kind of a gruesome cover. It has a picture of a skull on the front and so forth. But what I found interesting about this article is that it talks a lot about the funeral business in this country. Hmm. And we're lucky we have some very good local funeral services. Some of them have um, multiple locations in multiple cities and towns. But there are also some l- very large national chains in in some areas, it's a monster big business. Uh, for example, um, this article says America's biggest undertaker is currently buying a rival to get even bigger, but is the growth coming at the expense of grieving families? And it's not exactly an expose. It's about a company called SCI, and they're currently worth $1.38 billion. So it's, it's not just your local uh, funeral home and funeral business that you're familiar with. And there's a reason I want to talk about that very quickly and very briefly because um, one of the things that we've talked about um, for many times is that people need to think about getting prepared ahead of time. Um, at some point in time, we're all going to die, we're all going to pass away, and funeral costs... Uh, vary from state to state and location to location. Uh, We've had a number of local representatives on 
this show That's before right. as guests. And you can spend probably $2,000 for a cremation to as much as $6,000, $8,000, $10,000 or more for a full funeral service. So one of the things that we do in our office, and we like to talk to people about sometimes, is if you know that you're going to have funeral and burial expenses to pay at some point in time, what do you do if you want to prearrange that and make sure that money is set aside? And we work with a couple of companies, one of which is called NGL, which stands for National Guardian Life. They have a final expense policy where you can take money and either pay it in installments as you would a regular insurance policy, or you can just write a check for a lump sum, whether it's $5,000 or $10,000. Send it to the company, and you can effectively set aside the money that will ultimately go to the funeral home. It takes a lot of the pressure off the family later. They don't have to make a sudden last-minute decision about exactly. where's the money coming from or what's it going to cost yeah. because it gives an opportunity to think about some of these things ahead of time so that when the difficult emotional time comes when a family member has, has passed on, we don't suddenly have no preparation in place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we recommend and have always recommended somebody – going ahead and doing that for uh, two main important reasons uh, outside of the fact that it will take some relief and pressure off of your already grieving family. Right. Nobody wants to think about it. Nobody wants to, you know, do it. But once it's done, it's a sigh of relief. And when, you know, sadly you are gone, it's going to cause a lot of uh, tension to be taken off of your family because, You've already planned for your your funeral, mm-hmm. and they can just do the process of grieving and healing. Uh, I'm I'm looking at this magazine now that my father was talking about, and they're showing uh, caskets from two thousand four hundred dollars to five thousand, nine thousand, twenty-five thousand, forty thousand, all the way up to one hundred seventy-five thousand, and I'm sure that goes quite a bit beyond. Sure, and sometimes you've read <laughs> stories about people that want to get buried in their Cadillac. And oh yeah, put the Cadillac in the ground or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what it would be today. They're Toyota, maybe. Fast lane to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I saw something. I I own a Jeep now, and and somebody said, I want to be buried in my Jeep because it's never been in a hole it couldn't get out of. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's a good story. (laughs) But the two reasons um, that I was was talking about to, to go ahead and do this is, number one, because if... For some reason, the funeral home that you might have prepaid with beforehand uh, goes out of business, you are still protected if you have put it into this NGL policy, mm-hmm. uh, and your family can therefore go ahead and put that money towards whichever funeral home they wish. And by the way, Peter, that's that's not to say anything negative about a local funeral home. Of course I mean, not. We've, we've dealt with single-shop funeral homes many, many occasions, and all of us have in our lives and with our families. Um, but at some point in time, sometimes they will still be there and sometimes they will have sold out to another uh, organization. By doing one of these NGL, National Guardian Life Funeral and Final Expense Policies, you can actually specify right in there your first choice of which funeral home you want to go to. Mm-hmm. So that can be beneficial to the funeral home as well because now they know that the money has been set aside to take care of the needs. And we'll usually tell people... When you're doing this, why don't you also go to your local funeral home and try to get an idea of what each of these items cost so you can have an estimate for it. 
So we work with the funeral homes. We're not knocking right. them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come and see us, and we'll be happy to talk to you about this. Um, you know, get it done. Uh, we always talk about planning, planning, planning. It'll save you money. It'll save you time. It'll save you family grief in the long run. Uh, the you, other reason you mentioned two reasons. What was the other reason? Yep. The other reason to to do this is because if you do need to, uh, what's called spend down your estate in order to qualify to uh, have you know some of your nursing home and, and healthcare costs paid for, you need to spend down your estate to a certain amount. And if you do this ahead of time, it's out of your estate. It's it's uh, it doesn't qualify. It doesn't count as part of your estate. Well, just as importantly, uh, the money that you put aside into one of these funeral and burial expense policies is exempt from having to go to the nursing home and will get you to eligibility for mass health for Medicaid purposes sooner. So Makes you can sense. protect the money for the family. Um, you can make sure that the arrangements are made. Just several good reasons for mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. So, so again, just to reiterate, the most important thing is to get it done, uh, plan for it. And uh, you can still use the funeral home that you're comfortable with, that your family might have been using. Uh, But speak with us, and we'll be happy to get you in the right direction. We also have forms at our office. We'll be happy to mail them to you that spell out every single step of your funeral or your loved one's funeral. Uh, So if you're currently going through that or if you just want to plan it out ahead of time, you know, from what kind of flowers you want, from what kind of music you want to have played, what, you know, maybe a a certain uh, passage from uh, the Bible that you want to have read goes into great detail and it'll it'll save time and help out. You know, I was just thinking, I wonder if anybody ever has a stand-up comic to go and just tell jokes at a funeral. I've heard that. People do unusual things. I was going to say, I'm sure you'll be the first if not. (laughs) Somebody said the Irish love to celebrate. Sure. I mean, it ought to be a time for celebration. It, it could be a time for joy. It doesn't have to be a time for just sadness. That's right. You could also entertain your family and friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, many people do. Yeah. They, uh, they, they make this a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. Yep, and certainly in places like New Orleans as well, where they have the bands out in the That's street. Right. That's send right. The, send the soul off to heaven <laughs> or wherever it's going. <laughs> Well, let's talk about something that's a little bit more interesting, but not necessarily... Let me just, before you go Go on to that, I forgot to mention that the process and the application for one of these NGL policies is one page. Oh, that's a good point. One signature and about 10 seconds of your time. There's really just two questions to ask on it. Mm -hmm. You put down your name and your address and which funeral home you want to go to if you know to, if you know... And then they want to know, are you currently in a nursing home? Are you currently in a hospital? Are you currently suffering from cancer? And by the way, you can still get this policy, even if you have the worst illnesses. There's no typical medical underwriting the way there is, there is with a life insurance policy. Good to know. But they just know whether they're going to put you in one category or another. Mm-hmm. So you can still do this, and you can still uh, protect the money. Peter, let's talk about inflation. I suspect that young people, for the most part like Peter, don't really think much about inflation. No, I actually do because of the business that I'm in, but mm-hmm. it's death, taxes, and inflation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> DTI. I have to think about that one. Okay. Well, um, what I want to tell you about inflation, uh, Phil, and ladies and gentlemen, is that it's estimated that 69% of all retirees are very worried about inflation, and they think that's their highest financial concern. And 77% of pre-retirees uh, rank inflation as their highest concern. 
And that's according to the Society of Actuaries, Risks and Processes of Retirement. So people are worried about inflation. We don't hear a lot about it. But I'm going to ask everybody listening to think about this. If you're receiving Social Security, um, how much of a raise did you just get? Very little. You got a 1.5% raise in your Social Security check. And that's mandated according to uh, the rate of inflation. So that's a very low rise. And the rate of inflation right now is very low. But every economic forecaster out there is saying that this is going to be our greatest concern, that we're going to be looking at really very large, very high rampant inflation in the fairly near future. If you're on fixed income, it's a great concern. Your money has to last. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we do in our office is we work with some financial products that will be a hedge against inflation and guarantee that your investments are going to increase along with the rate of inflation. Because otherwise, you're just not going to make it. I bought my first house in 1970 for (laughs) $21,700. It was a three-bedroom ranch. Incredible. It didn't have a garage. It had one-and-a-half bathrooms. It was a half-acre lot. Yeah. And it was a lovely little house. That same house today uh, would be worth about $300,000, Amazing, amazing. That's what inflation has done. To take that house from twenty-one thousand seven hundred to over three hundred thousand, but here's the interesting part: when I bought that house for twenty-one thousand seven hundred dollars, my combined income with myself and my wife was about twenty-two thousand dollars. So our annual income that year was slightly higher than the total cost of the entire house was. That is interesting. So oh. for somebody who wants to buy that same house today. <laughs> for say $300,000, they're not gonna be having $300,000 of income to buy that house. That's right. And that's one example of the power of inflation and why it's so destructive. And we don't think about it. I mean, you see things go up in price all the time um, and you think, oh yeah, it's getting more expensive to live. But if you're on fixed income and you only get a 1.5% increase in social security and that's a major portion of what you're living on, it's, it's going to be hard times. It's going to be hard to get by. So inflation is a very serious risk. And for somebody who has uh, money that they might consider investing, one of the things you need to do is to make sure you're looking at something that at least will keep pace with inflation. I'm looking at an article right now in my hands um, that was in um, something called Money Watch. And it was dated in March of 2012, a year ago. And it says, get ready, inflation could hit 15%. Oh, my goodness. What if we were looking at 10% cost of increase of everything? Oh, my gosh. We're not talking about gasoline because that's subject to all kinds of other um, sources and and, and, uh, forces. Mm -hmm. But inflation is something that everybody needs to think about. We haven't heard a lot about it on the news. But if you take the time to read articles, it's out there. One of the solutions is to have your funds invested in something that will grow and at least keep pace with the rate of inflation or ideally even surpass that. And we do a lot of work in that area. We do work with uh, indexed annuities as one example, which can be one way to make sure that um, that stays uh, ahead of the inflation curve. 
We'll be happy to talk more about that to anybody that wants information. We're happy to send you information or uh, meet with you with no obligation. Um, I want to mention, Phil, that um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, actually about a week and a half from now, we're going to be doing some seminars. Um, Excellent. Peter and I will be doing seminars on Social Security and Medicare. Mm-hmm. And part of the seminar will also focus on things that you could do to keep pace with inflation. Uh, these are going to be free seminars. We're finalizing the details. I can tell you the dates will be November 19, November 20, and November 21. Okay. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. And so it will be in the newspaper. We've already talked to the New Bedford Standard Times, um, and we've got uh, slots reserved. We're just finalizing a few details, but watch for the newspaper, and we'll get the information out every way we can to let you know about it. And we continue to get feedback, uh, all three of us um, right now. Uh, separately, we all get feedback throughout the week. We've been getting more and more of it about uh, you know what you like on the show, uh, things that you would like to hear on the show, and just uh, your general uh, thoughts. So we appreciate that, and please you keep bet. that coming. We, we enjoy it. We need it, and mm-hmm. uh, we're here to entertain you and educate you so that's let a, us that's, know that's a good concept i like the concept of <laughs> entertainment and informing and informing especially informing um I, I also want to mention that we have some excellent reports on social security and medicare that are free you don't have to go to one of the seminars to get one of those reports um, although you're welcome but if you would just like to get a report and not have the time to go to a seminar perhaps Give a call to our office, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to send those reports out to you. And we'll also mail a a copy of a a previous show. We've got all of our shows on CD. We'll mail out a copy of a previous show if you're interested on whatever subject matter, including Social Security. Mm -hmm. And I'll be sure to tell our audience about the seminars on the radio as well. We'll have the, the final details of that will be finished probably by... Tuesday, and then we'll have that information will be out. Remember, folks, free, free seminars. Free is good. (laughs) Free is the best. Well, that's subject to inflation, though. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Two percent of zero is still zero, Zero. right? (laughs) You know, we do a lot of talking, and I don't know if you've noticed, ladies and gentlemen, but Peter does most of the talking on this show. Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) So, um, let's. Let's talk for a moment about um, accumulation of income and making sure that you're going to have enough income to live on in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to two or three people every week where that's a major concern. And um, sometimes you see people with some significant assets, and our job is to make sure that it's safe, that it's protected, um, but that it also has some growth. I want to give you just a little bit of an idea of uh, at least one of the annuity products that we're working with right now. It's a fixed indexed annuity, it's called. An annuity is a contract with an insurance company. And the money that you put in immediately pays an 8% bonus. Um, mm-hmm. I can't mention the company on the air without talking about all the details of it, so I won't right. mention the company. So, for example, if $10,000 went in, there would be $800 immediately added to the contract. Nice. And then the return is based upon what the Standard & Poor's 500 index is doing, partially, and partially it's a fixed account. 
The principal can never go down, so you can't lose the money. That's what I was going to say. Is one thing that you can mention is that you don't lose any money. And right. we've had so many people, especially you know five years ago, uh, who were thanking us left and right about not losing anything and actually doing really well. Right. Um, we had a client recently who uh, was thinking about doing something with some of his uh, 401k money. And he had talked to somebody and said, you know, I just want to get your assurance that I'm not going to lose anything. And the mm-hmm. guy said, well, I can't tell you that over the phone. Uh, you know, come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told him, he, he's a former client anyways, and I said, you're not going to lose anything if you do what we're recommending. So we can absolutely tell you that over the phone and yep. over the radio. No, we've never lost a dollar of anybody's money because you cannot lose your principal in these products. So I won't talk more about that. Um, we're near the end of this particular program. Inflation is a concern. If you are concerned at all about uh, inflation, you need to look carefully at where you're invested and what you're doing. We'll be sending out information and putting information in the paper about our upcoming seminars on November 19, 20, and 21. We invite you to come to that. If you'd like information ahead of time or at the seminar on Social Security, uh, we have a great publication called Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security and also information on Medicare. And then finally, take some time to plan and take some time tomorrow to honor the veterans who provide the democracy that you live under. Um, Without the sacrifices and the efforts made by our veterans, we wouldn't have the country that we have today. Take a few moments to visit a cemetery, watch a parade, Show your patriotism and attend the parade in Fairhaven at 10 a.m. or the parade in New Bedford at 11 a.m. Visit Neil White at the Military Museum and at Pete Fort Rodney. Pete there too, yeah. Oh, Pete Braley's going to sure. be there too? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It'll be a Neil and Pete show or Pete and Neil show. <laughs> right. Well, that's wonderful. But take some time to do something other than just go shopping for Christmas because all the It'll stores are already decorated for Christmas. <laughs> Yes. And most of all, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We really enjoy your company. We know you're there. We get lots and lots of reports of people saying how much they enjoyed listening to us. Take some time to say thank you to your veterans. Do you have anything else that you want to say, Pete? No, that's all. Uh, I feel the same way. Thank a vet and uh, appreciate and support your vets and have a great Sunday morning. God bless both of you for your service and all of our wonderful servicemen and women. Ray? Have a great Sunday, Phil. Have a great week. Likewise. And um, I'll be watching part of the parade myself tomorrow. That's right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.